Hello and welcome to a very special Valentine's Day edition of Eyewitness Beauty. I am Nick Axelrod Welk, joined as always by Diamond Creek Bomb herself. It's me. Miss Annie. Hi, Nick. Happy almost Valentine's Day. Happy almost Valentine's Day to you. Guys don't buy lingerie, I realize. What do you mean? Like, I'm constantly buying lingerie because I think it's so pretty. But not like crotch cutout lingerie, right? No, but I learned that that's a thing. Why would you want that? Did we talk about think, this already? No, but I think that's what guys yeah, want to see you in. Because Savage Finty, always, all their underwear is that. With no crotch? Yeah. They're like, even they're like dailies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're cotton lace, you know, wear it to work out, wear it to the <laughs> office, <laughs> like has no crotch. Really? Oh my God. I actually did just, <laughs> I just did, I, I went on the Savage Fenty website and they <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could share my screen with you right now. They Wait, have a pair. Hold on. Can I just, I'm chatting you this link. Hold on. <laughs> it's a pair of like grandma night before Christmas tartan pajamas. But when you go in. <laughs> there's no crotch. <laughs> no, there's no ass. <laughs> Do you see what, what I'm seeing? What? Did you click on this it? This is so... <laughs> I'm not it. We're not even exaggerating. This is the weirdest thing I've ever. <laughs> I'm glad this is happening real time. It's a pair of long sleeve pajamas, like really <laughs> schleppy looking, like flannel. Schleppy, yeah, like flannel night before Christmas, under the tree. It has buttoned cuffs, <laughs> and it's just like a circle cut out around like the ass, so you can see like her entire crack tied at the top with a bow. Well, no one's buying this. Yeah, the, it does have nine reviews. Oh, somebody says obsessed. It's the perfect fit. I, I actually love it's them. It's so even comfy, more in person. except for a slight breeze. <laughs> the heart butt cut out. This girl goes, Re knows what she's doing. <laughs> it's just a little bizarre. They have men too. I've never even thought about buying men. <laughs> somebody says, I understand the concept, but not a fan. <laughs> I just couldn't get behind the construction of these pants. <laughs> yes, it is a flawed construction. Yeah, they literally don't have an ass. Is the idea like schlubby from the front and like sexy from the back? <laughs> Party in the back. I'm just glad this person didn't go into architecture. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> this designer? Also, the Savage Fendi website is really crazy. Like some of the models are just like in a kitchen. Are they <laughs> user generated content? What? The e-com like, photos? The e-com photos. But they're in like weird like apartments. Nick, it's called in situ, babe. Get used to it. No, 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 no. But like, okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. What's up with UGG recently? Speaking of which, I was just thinking the same thing, Nick. Let's see. Let's look at the new arrivals. I'm in the market for some new shoes, but I'm getting overwhelmed with options. Oh, they have a Valentine's Day collection, so it's actually relevant. On theme. So their, I guess their motif for Valentine's Day at UGG is like a splatter painted heart, you know, like as if you like slammed a heart against a wall, kind of. So you can get those on a pair of Uggs. <laughs> you can get a fluff. Yeah, you can get a fluffita. I like really, I mean, it's not even a secret. I really want a fluffita or a fluffia, but I'm just like now embarrassed of like what you'll say, honestly. You know, I support you in like any UGG purchase that you can make. I mean, they're so cool. Like, and they have like these bright pink ones. They have party spots. Here's like the super secret. Their size 12 women's is a size 10 men's. So basically that means if you have a size 10 shoe and you're a guy, you can wear any of the girl Uggs. That's a great tip. 
Because I don't know if you've noticed, Nick, but a lot of people seem to be really into like the Uggs Ultra Minis. Oh, it seems like we kind of started something here. We definitely started it. They do have the fluffy ass slides in bright pink. <laughs> I don't know. These might be even a step too far for me. I don't know. We'll think about it. Anyway, so what are you doing for Valentine's Day? I don't know. <laughs> do you feel pressure? Kind of, yeah. If I'm single and there's a holiday, I try to leave town because I don't want to feel pressure to, there's so much meaning assigned to like spending that day with someone. And I just think spending the holidays with people has a tendency to accelerate a relationship in a way that maybe neither of you were ready for. That's all I'm saying. You're skipping town for Valentine's Day? No, I'm going to be in New York, I think. Oh, the plot thickens. So you'll be in New York at the top of the rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to the top of the Empire State Building alone. <laughs> That's beautiful. No, so then you're going to do nothing. I'm just like going to dinner. Thanks for asking. I'm going to dinner with some friends. But I feel like now that we're married, we've also been together for eight years. We celebrate our wedding anniversary. We like try to remember when we first met, like our actual anniversary. You know what I mean? It's like Valentine's Day is a fucking Hallmark holiday. And I don't feel like I need to kowtow to Mr. Hallmark, Mr. and Mrs. Hallmark. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Nick. I know what you mean. So in honor of this upcoming holiday, which we clearly both feel very passionate about, we decided that we would put a pause, put a pin in the beauty news portion of our show and really delve deep into what we can finally call, I feel like, emotional exfoliation. Yes. Yeah. Finally. Oh my God. I didn't even Which realize. Which is our relationship segment. And we're going to dedicate this entire episode to that. Annie has also just put on her succession sunglasses for those asking. So we'll get a picture of that. We'll just pop it onto the gram. But without further ado, here is emotional exfoliation. Okay, so we asked people for their relationship questions and quandaries and queries. And what I like is that our readers didn't just take that to sort of like ask about anything. They, a lot of them kept it pretty skincare and beauty specific. So I guess we can start with one of those. Ready? Let's go. Which one? Helping my BF with his back knee without offending him. What do I do? You buy the soft services clearing duo, get the clearing clay, and both do a little back knee mask together. It's fun. It feels cooling on the skin. You can both get naked. You can do it on your butt, too. And then you can both get in the shower together and rinse it off. And it can be like a sexy, fun, like group activity. So the idea is like it's a lover's activity versus like a treatment for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like do it with me. Like I have the problem, not you. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Also, I like to be just really straightforward with people. I like to be like, can we do something about this? <laughs> no, I understand that. But like that might offend some people. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be in a relationship if you're like afraid of offending your boyfriend. But maybe it's a new relationship. Nick, remember what I got told in the new relationship I was in and we were able to get over that? I don't remember. I told you this. Tell me one more time. I can't. <laughs> can you bleep it? No, I don't want it recorded. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I really don't remember. It's about I do not remember. You did not tell me this. Okay. <laughs> this is a deep emotional exfoliation moment. Just bleep, bleep. <laughs> okay. I like this first idea, which was that you sort of 
position it's all about the positioning right so if you position it as like here's like a fun couple activity that we can do together we can take a shower it can be sort of sexy that is how i would do it and then if it's like a once a week activity just until it clears up i think you could ultimately say like this will also help with those bumps on your back or yeah and if you live together you could buy like fragrance free ultra gentle detergent and you can be like i think this will help with the breakouts you know what I mean? Like, yeah. blame it. Don't blame it on him. I think people get ashamed of like body acne and things like that because they think it implies that like they're gross and they don't take good enough care of themselves. Like they don't have a good diet or like, yeah, there's a lot of stigma. Yeah, but that's not it at all. A lot of it is like environmental factors that like we can't control. Yeah. Their skin might be irritated by the fragrance and detergent. A lot of, actually that's or like fabric softener will really do that to you, too, because it's like basically conditioner for fabrics. that's then sitting on your skin. Yeah. Clogging your pores. What's interesting about what you said, though, which I do want to touch on is I think sometimes like skin things and aesthetic things can be triggering for people, even if you've been in a relationship for a long time with someone, like if someone's like, oh, like a little Botox, like even so Casey, my husband obviously works in aesthetic dermatology. And like, if he was ever like, oh, like, you should really get a little Botox, I'd be like, fuck you, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's and we've been together a long time, but I would kind of be like, thanks for the unsolicited feedback. So I would Again, position it as a couple's activity and, you know, throw a little sexy time into the mix. I find that a lot of guys like to be uh, helped when it comes to skincare and grooming. And they're actually like really way more willing to like talk about it and nerd out on it than I think people think that they would be. That's true. Okay. This person wants a tip or a trick for coexisting because they are moving in with their boyfriend in two weeks after living alone for two and a half years. You're making a mistake. No, I disagree. Here are my tips. Are you, well, I guess I have a few questions first. Are you moving in to a new apartment or is one moving into the other's apartment? If you're moving in to one of each other's apartments, I think it's important to buy new sheets. Whoever is moving into the other person's space needs to feel that there is a neutrality or at least like a reset of the space. And I feel like like a completely new like bed situation will really help with that. You could even like sage the space just to clear it out, just to kind of reset it so that it doesn't feel like you're sleeping over at his house or he's sleeping over at your house. Like it needs to feel like it's your space together. So some sort of a reset I think is nice. Other tips for coexisting that I've learned in the years that I've coexisted. I think it's important not to keep score. So this is something that I work on all the time, especially with a kid. It exacerbated this where you want to be like, well, I, you know, woke up early with her this day or I stayed home to do this, you know, like, so it's your turn. And it's like, oh, wow, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you just have to kind of not go tit for tat. That's such good advice. I would have never thought about that. Yeah. Other advice for cohabitating. I mean, I am someone who needs my like power off time like my power down time and i think it was kind of shocking and jarring for casey at first because not everyone needs that some people can relax and unwind and need to be with someone else to do that but for me like when i was single or living alone even i could spend an entire day without talking to anyone without seeing anyone like on the weekend in my house mm-hmm. and i think casey was like this is depressing like this makes me anxious and i was like okay well then you can do something else it doesn't make me feel those things and you need that but yeah it's just being honest about the aspects of your routine that you need to maintain for your own mental health 
and then the things you guys can do together that you both enjoy. It's like coexistence is not codependence. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did we say relationship-specific advice? Yeah. Oh, maybe we should have said single advice too, because I think I'm more of an expert on that. <laughs> well, here's a question. Please wear any sunglasses. <laughs> Do you want to describe what you're looking at? First of all, I can't see anything when I put them on. Okay. You know when you go to like South Florida and there's old people walking around with the very yeah. dark sunglasses? So they're like a big, <laughs> like a risky business meets Italian Sophia Loren kind of vibes. So they're a big sunglass, but it doesn't feel like you're a little bug with big eyes. They actually look pretty chic. And they, I like that the sides of the glasses also are thicker versus like thinner. I don't know. They're like a very classic well-made frame like a take on a wayfair but make it italian also look at the case oh my god <laughs> what the fuck is this what to do when you feel underappreciated by your partner i mean i i think that the most obvious answer is also the truest one which is like communication because i think a lot of times when you feel underappreciated it's because you haven't expressed like maybe what your love languages are you know, like that you need, that you like words of affirmation, that you, you know, because your partner might be more into physical touch. So they think that by like being intimate with you or touching you, that it's expressing the things that you need expressed verbally or something like that. So I think just like aligning. And that's another thing you could do together is like online Google love language quiz or whatever. Like you can take that test online about to figure out what your love languages are. It's like gifts. What is it? Like tokens of love and like words of affirmation and physical touch. I don't know. There's a bunch. But I think a lot of times it can come down to just like maybe needing to understand each other's. So if it's a good relationship, he does appreciate you. She does appreciate you. But you just want to get to a place where they're expressing it in the way that you want it to be expressed. Yeah. (laughs) I have a question, actually. Okay. Have you ever heard from a therapist that you're not allowed to say that another person made you feel some sort of way? If we were in an argument, I'm like, Nick, you made me feel like shit. Yes. No, of course. You can't say that. Why? Because, well, the best thing I ever learned about like how to communicate about your feelings and emotions is make it about yourself. So like this phrase made me feel this way. Someone can't make you feel something, but like... Aren't you supposed to say, I felt this way when this happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it just really pisses me off the semantics there. Because I've, I've been in arguments with boyfriends where they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not in charge of how you feel. That's like a very <laughs> evolved man that you're dating. I love that. Uh, <laughs> like, you um, police your own emotions, okay? <laughs> that's an interesting take. That's an interesting I do take. agree that, like, if, if you live your life thinking that everyone else controls whether you're happy or sad or annoyed or whatever, like that's a hard way. I think the idea is to sort of like feel like you have the control, but also when you're trying to express your frustration or your displeasure with your partner to like make it more about you than about their intention. Like you made me feel bad and they can easily say, I didn't mean to, or that was not my intention. But if you say the result of this conversation or like the words that you used made me feel this way, they can't argue with it. Like You can't argue with how someone else feels, but you can argue with what the motive behind your action was or, you know what I mean? So I think that's really what mm-hmm. the therapist is telling you. Oh, no, I didn't go to the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, this is a really great question and very COVID relevant. I broke up with my boyfriend, but we're still living together. How do I survive the ickiness till I can move out? Schedule as many dinners with friends as possible. I mean, just stay busy. It'll go by quickly. It's only two weeks. And yeah, if you're staying busy, then, you know, and same for him. Tell him, say like, hey, do you mind if we both just like try to keep our calendars like pretty stacked so we don't have to run into each other as much because this is really awkward. And it's probably awkward for you, too. Yeah. Done. Easy. I think that's a good idea. Like dinners every night. Go back into social mode. Or like do Pilates. Like go take Pilates. <laughs> how? <laughs> Is that a problem? <laughs> I feel like I don't know how I, I'm addicted. To Pilates? But it also sounds like so snobby and stupid to have Pilates be the answer to everything. But I really do think everybody should be I think be doing we can it. just sort of take a more of a macro approach to it and say just working out exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Pilates is actually great because <laughs> you, you get toned, you can stretch, you get to lay down most of the time. You know what else I realized I liked about it? You don't have to wear shoes. That might be my favorite. You feel grounded. And if anybody is listening, this is my white whale. And if you have a white whale, Nick, I'd love to hear about it. I saw a photo of a pair of acne sandals. And it was from an acne runway show. And this was probably like 10 or 12 years ago. And they were clearly inspired by the Pilates like shearling foot straps. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, will you please DM me? I even like a photo I haven't been able to find again. And if you have a pair, you know. Okay. There you go. It's my white whale. There you go. What's yours? I there was a <laughs> I mean, I like how I can just like spit it off the top of my head. There was a product collection where she did these fluorescent slash neon green pink orange puffer bags and like it was a whole thing but like they had these amazing like tote bags that were the Prada nylon but in like neon pink or neon green puffy padded and it was like fall winter 2018 I wanted to use it as a diaper bag for Evie and I thought that you know like with the internet you can find anything and like I put it on my Instagram and some people connected me to some people who like do luxury hunting and no one could find one. There was like one on Vestair Collective, but like the person had terrible ratings and like some of the reviews were like, this isn't even real. So I was like, okay, I'm not getting that one. But if you can find a neon, it's called the Fluoro Collection, I think from Prada, neon green padded tote bag, you'll be my best friend. Okay. I think this is a really easy question to answer. How to get over the X you thought was the one? You get another boyfriend immediately. Exactly. The be- who is it who said this? Shirley Temple? Shirley Temple. The best way to get over a, an ex is to get under another one? No, it was like Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe or something like that. Not Shirley Temple. <laughs> Shirley no. Temple. Jesus, No, Nick. no, no, it wasn't. But anyway, yeah, you just got to get out there. <laughs> All grown up. <laughs> and I think you just need to feel like what it's like to be with other people and to realize that there's like other options out there. That are like even better. Yeah. Okay. My BF and I have been together for 10 years, but haven't slept together in four. Why? How is that possible? (laughs) I think it's possible. People get into different grooves. Are they seeing other people? No, but I was going to say, I don't know why. (laughs) So the, the question that this person asked was why, and I can't answer that. What I can say is, unless you're like deeply unhappy, which you don't give any hints for that being the case, 
maybe you could open up the relationship. I don't think you have any other option. But do you guys feel trapped? Have you seen a relationship therapist? Are there any underlying issues are that are preventing this? Or is it more of just the routine? It got boring and then you sort of life gets in the way kind of thing. I don't know. But I would say think about that. Think about that. The house might be like haunted. I would sage the house. Was it built over any sort of cemetery? Did somebody kill themselves there? So my other thought is that there would be so much less divorce if open relationships, open marriages were not taboo. Clearly, if you've been together for 10 years and you haven't slept together in four, sex is not the defining aspect of your relationship. You guys are with each other for a variety of other reasons that seemingly, without having any insight into it, like seemingly work for both of you because it's been four years. So maybe either figure out how to bring more sex into the relationship with a relationship therapist or a sex therapist, or start to look outside of the relationship to scratch that itch, so to speak. Why would you say it seems like this concept is more accepted in like same-sex couples. I can only speak for gay couples. I don't know about lesbian couples, but I think it is within the gay world because I think just like being gay was so <laughs> counterculture, you know, for such a long time that you could kind of do whatever you wanted within that thing. And like, think about how, you know, in the 70s, it was like cruising and you had to go to a public park that was known as like a gay pickup place if you wanted to meet someone else who was gay because it was all very clandestine. And so I think other taboos sort of became normalized within that subculture. And now because already it's like not a quote unquote conventional relationship. Exactly. So you don't like you don't have to adhere. Like I think so. I mean, I just have seen so many straight people get married who probably like are not ready to get married or don't want to get married. But because they just feel like this is what you do now. All my friends are getting married. I'm going to a wedding every other weekend. Like the person I'm dating when I'm 30 or 30, whatever, 28, that's why I get married to. I had a therapist once who was like, you don't know this yet, but like, it's about to get very interesting. Not with my relationship, but she was saying like with all your friends, because I was like, I'm just like, it's all these marriages and everyone's having kids. And it's, and she was like, yeah, and this is when it gets interesting. <laughs> why? Because people start like unraveling. Well, yeah, or just because this is the part that the hoops you're expected to jump through as a straight couple. You know, like you mm -hmm. get married, you have a kid. And then after that, it's like, then you just like live the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here is someone who has, this is a little bright light in our so far somewhat depressing conversation about relationships. We're expecting a baby in May. Any advice for maintaining a marriage after the little one arrives? This is you, I feel Nick. like I'm the person to answer this question. So my advice, number one, is to find a parent slash mommy group near you that you can join. So in LA, there's a woman named Jill Spivak who she has a company called Sleepy Planet and she organizes essentially like support groups of usually new moms. I'm in one though, so new moms and dads. And the qualification is you have to have had a kid within three months of each other. So like you're all sort of in the same boat, in the same position. And it is number one, just like a really fun new way to meet people, new people. But also, it's kind of like your brothers and sisters in battle, like where he's like for the first three months, the first six months, the first year, like it's pretty intense. It's all new. 
And having other people who are experiencing the exact same thing at the exact same time is really helpful. How do you keep in touch? Are you guys like on like a Well, it's like a weekly meeting in person and then there's a group Mm -hmm. chat. But what I was going to say is that I find that within those groups and everyone is experiencing the same thing as you, there are oftentimes a lot of resource, like shared resources. So for example, in the group that I did with Jill, there was a whole day where we talked about baby proofing your marriage or like making time for your relationship, you know, and she's a therapist. So she's also looking at studies and her 20 Mm -hmm. years of experience in sort of helping navigate these things. So I would just say like, I don't have the magic bullet to baby proof it, but I think just having a resource like that with other people who are experiencing it, everyone will have good insights. And the one thing I'd say is you should both schedule time that you guys get off that the other one will take over the responsibilities. Even if it's on Sundays, you know, you take the baby in the morning and I can go get a pedicure and get a massage. And then in the afternoon, you can go do what, you know, whatever you want to do, go watch a game. I don't know, whatever, whatever makes you happy that you wouldn't be able to do. I think a lot of resentment can build up with kids, especially with new babies. And to be able to like allow your partner a few hours to do what they want to do can also like help diffuse that resentment and diffuse the sort of pressure that is, you know, immediately placed on the relationship. I mean, and I honestly don't practice what I preach because Casey and I don't do this enough because we end up having a lot of plans. But I think date nights, even finding a babysitter and just booking her weekly or him weekly, meaning every Thursday and just having that be like, okay, we have a babysitter every Thursday. So it just kind of forces you to make that time to go out. You have something to look forward to every week. That's nice. Okay. How to educate your partner in skincare costs and improve their routine? Mm, We'll take them shopping. (laughs) <laughs> now, I wonder whether this person's talking about that their partner is spending too much money, is using too much of their expensive cream like on their <laughs> yeah. feet or like something like that. But I think the probably the good way to start is to take them to a Sephora skincare corner and just sort of like show them how much things cost and pay attention that if, for example, they're using your face moisturizer as a body moisturizer gently pointing them in the direction of like, oh, if you want something for your body that like feels like this, you can get an unfragranced XYZ. I think a lot of times people who aren't into skincare don't really realize that there are as many options as there are. Like I think people think, oh, body lotion is scented, shimmery stuff versus what you can get now, at least, which is an unfragranced facial grade product. Exactly. Okay. Well, (laughs) this is a bit of a downer. How can you tell that someone has fallen out of love with you? You know, if you're asking this question, then you know. I disagree. We're living in very stressful times. Some might call them the end times. And so without having a conversation to really understand whether they are (laughs) over you or over COVID or over their job, you know what I mean? Like any of those things. I think you can't assume that it's you. I think we oftentimes do assume that it must be me. That's the problem. But you might, by talking about it, be like, actually, COVID anxiety is getting to me. I hate my job. I'm like really unhappy with X, Y, Z. And even just having that conversation can bring you closer. Be ready to like maybe hear what you don't want to hear if you're going to have that conversation too. Yeah. 
Just saying. Yeah. I don't think out of love, in love, it's not my personal experience that it's such a either or situation, like, you know, that you're either like in or out. I think that there are probably waves that people go through. But again, there's so many other factors that are contributing to like how someone behaves towards you or how you perceive someone's behavior. That's interesting because you've been in relationships where you've broken up and then gotten back together, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm different. I like, if I break up with someone, we, it's done. So it's interesting when you say like, you don't think that falling in and out of love is real, is a real thing. I guess when I have broken up and gotten back together with someone, it's not because I like fell in and out of love with them. Again, like the breakup was for some, it was something that like a, a mental block that I had, or I was scared or, you know, something else was going, it wasn't, it wasn't the love. Obviously, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten back together if that had changed. So I think oftentimes it's like other shit. Mm-hmm. I also think like taking a trip, either you can offer to take one together and maybe that's exciting for both of you and you can get out of being stuck COVID and get into a different situation and that will bring clarity or you can take a trip separately or they can go on a trip separately or you can go on a trip separately and that can bring clarity too. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> So this is an unrelated question, but someone is asking whether Valentine's Day is like holiday for beauty brands in that they're making sets or special products for Valentine's Day. I would say it depends. You know, I think typically I would look at Valentine's Day, whether it's home court or necessary, as a like gifting holiday. So like there a lot of people are looking for gifts. So I think creating some sort of like a bundle or a kit or a set that is a good gift would be like the way that I would do it. I think a lot of makeup brands that are more like fast fashion makeup brands probably have like heart-shaped palettes that they come out with. But again, it's like people aren't buying those for themselves at Valentine's Day. It's an opportunity like Mother's Day or anything like that where you would want to create something that felt very giftable and easy as a brand. Yeah, I think like there's holidays all throughout the year, but there's really only a handful where brands can really um, take advantage of creating messaging around. And I think Valentine's Day is one of those. Compare Valentine's Day to like Easter. Easter is like very limiting because, you know, it's about one religion, even though like other types of companies can market their products around Easter because culturally we accept that like chocolate for whatever reason is a big part of Easter. Makeup companies, beauty brands, it's a little hard. It's a harder sell. There's not as a direct correlation between you know, a beauty product and that holiday. So that's how I see it. That's why we probably see more gift sets and like Valentine's Day themed products around this time. But I would say props to Kylie Jenner who will make a collection for any holiday. Yeah. Well, I think it just depends on your supply chain or on like how fast you can bring things to market and like how many people you have working on it. So for example, at a small company with limited resources, you might just be able to say, okay, you can get two products for a discount, but for a Kylie or for a ColourPop or for any of these like big companies, they can come in and out with different options easily. So like be gentle on smaller companies because it's not like I'll give you a great example. One of the big questions that we always got at Necessary was like, can I include a gift note? And we didn't have that capability because our fulfillment center couldn't create custom, like mm-hmm. didn't have like mm-hmm. you would, we'd have to like create a whole it's actually it's, really yeah, hard to it's do. hard if you want to like look nice inexpensive yeah. so they can include like the one that's on like the weird paper with the holes on the side that like is a piece of plastic kind of on the invoice but like if you want to do something elegant like you have to be at such a big scale to 
create a whole computer system that would be able to like individualize things and use certain types of paper and certain types of ink that we just weren't able to make it happen. So people would get so frustrated. And for every, <laughs> for everything that a person has to do in the pick in the uh, fulfillment center costs like 25 cents to like pull this sticker off, <laughs> like put it on this tissue paper, like 25 cents to like print this note card, 25 cents. It's like, the more little actions that you give people, it goes up way high. So smaller brands can't just yeah. can't afford to do those things. So you know what I say? Buy it early, wrap it with your own wrapping paper, and give it on Valentine's Day. Hashtag support small businesses. Okay. <laughs> this is one of the last questions. And this, I feel okay. like, is a good question for you, Annie. My boyfriend refuses to dress up for events like weddings or fine dining. He's hot, but he's slovenly. What do I do? <laughs> Oh my God. You dated some hot, slovenly people. So I feel like you would have a good take on this. That's true. I have. I've also dated like hot guys that like are not slovenly. So there's that. Didn't say you Um, didn't. Didn't say you haven't. I would say like make fun of them in like a friendly way. So shame. See how far that gets you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So basically, shame is the way to do it. But also positive reinforcement. So when they do put forth the effort, tell them, be like, you look so hot. You know, like you look really good. That looks really good. I mean, don't overdo it because I'll think you're like being facetious or something. But yeah, a positive reinforcement is helpful. What else? If they have clothes that you like and consider aren't slovenly, be sure to let them know you like when they wear that. And then don't let them embarrass you. If you're going to an event together and it's a wedding and they look like shit, like communicate because that's frustrating for you. And that's like, that's an issue. Right. Yeah, and it also just shows what they're willing or not willing to do. That's pretty disrespectful to go to like somebody's wedding yeah, looking exactly. like shit. And like you don't really want to like date a person like that. I think it could be a sign of like larger issues. Like it could be a sign of like a lot of apathy. Or they yeah, they might be depressed. Yeah, that's true. They could be depressed. <laughs> ask them. Yeah. Like, Are you depressed? Why do you ask? I feel like I just wear yeah, like I feel like these slot. days I just wear sweatpants. Yeah, but not to like an event though. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know, but yes. It is really funny, though, in New York, a certain type of guy, like downtown guy with money that I think at their core are casual. So their version of dressing up is very funny. It's like almost like starch, like new Carhartt, you know, like at the darkest black. And then they're like Arteryx jacket. Like these are like they're nice, like hiking boots that are, you know, $900. Everything's very nice, but it's like very casual they're like chronically casual these guys yeah. and they'll wear it to like a wedding or an event it's kind of funny well they also do say in la that the like more grungy someone looks like either the more famous or the more like the richer they are like i feel like in new york it's a little bit more like people dress up in la it's like the more underdressed you are like the more important you are i hate that about <laughs> like just like i'm worried my brain's gonna turn to mush I'm going to be there for too long. But like brains are overrated. How to deal with ghosting. And I was actually just talking about this with someone. I feel like dating, love, marriage, consider it all like a big amusement park, right? And there's a price for admission to like play the games and ride the rides. Mm -hmm. And that price for admission is sometimes you're going to get ghosted and sometimes you're going to ghost someone. Yeah, I think this term is getting thrown around way too much. What you have to remember when you're getting ghosted is that you've done it too. And it has nothing to do with 
like them not being cute or them not being like, it's just like, you don't like them. Did I talk about this last week on the podcast about like teaching kids to set boundaries? I don't think so. So I saw this TikTok video that like really affected me a few weeks ago. And it was a woman talking about her young daughter who had been on the playground and she had the young kid had gone over to a group of girls and asked to play with them. And they said no. And then the daughter came back really upset. And her mom had said, you have two options. You can play with mommy or you can play by yourself. But it's okay. Like those girls don't want to play with you. Sometimes you don't want to play with people. And I'm not going to force you to play with people. And her her point was to make kids okay with people setting boundaries. So And with rejection. With, but it's not even reje- it's what I liked it was like sort of phrasing it less as like be okay with rejection and be okay with like you're going to sometimes set boundaries that you don't want to play with people and you can't force someone to do something they don't want to do. So like either redirect and figure out something else you want to do, but also sometimes you're going to set the boundary which is you know, I'm not going to respond. I don't want to like continue this relationship. I don't know you well enough to like owe you anything, you know, like a phone call or an in-person meet. Like sometimes a ghosting is the most you can offer someone. And sometimes that's what you're going to get too. And I think that you have to enter the amusement park with the knowledge and the acceptance of that fact that like sometimes you're going to get broken up with, sometimes you're going to break up. And like, if you can't handle you can't handle that, then you got to get out of the amusement park. I think it's great advice. I do think people are accusing others of ghosting way too much. It's not ghosting if they don't contact you and you guys like don't know each other that well. I don't know at what point it would it should be considered ghosting. I'm not sure if there's like an equation, but I do think that like it gets used in place of this person is not contacting me to hang out and I want them to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they're not texting me and I want them to. That's not ghosting. Maybe you should text them. I agree. And I also think that a oftentimes like when we're dating, we are too entitled. You so don't entitled. owe anyone anything. At the same time, they don't owe you any. Like I, w- I remember dating when I was younger and feeling really strongly that like if I didn't feel like someone knew me or like really knew about me or cared to take the time to learn about me, then if they were so upset that I was ghosting them or like they felt like I was had been so rude by not addressing our quote unquote breakup. I was like, that's on you. I don't owe you that. We went on two dates, whatever it was like, I don't owe you an explanation. Just like I'm sometimes not going to get an explanation from someone else. I don't know. I always felt like you have to go into these situations understanding that number one, you'll be treated the way you treat other people. Ghosting sucks. But you know what also I think sucks worse probably is like Telling, you know, no one really wants to hear the real reason why you are not replying. Yeah. Do you <laughs> Sometimes <want them> to- <laughs> nothing is a better answer than like, you had really bad breath and only talked about yourself the whole time and I was grossed out. You're not going to tell that to someone. So sometimes you just have to let ghosting be a ghost and just assume that you're going to do it too. Or like I'm talking to like a 20 year old model now and like I chose to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, nobody wants to hear that. Everyone should be decent to each other and treat each other respectfully, but I don't think no response is disrespect. Okay, I have a question, Annie. Do you think that if a girl or a guy has sex with someone and then they get ghosted, is that worse than if they had just like gone on a few dates? Is sex the line after which like it's not respectful to not reply anymore? Or do you think that everyone needs to go into the situation thinking that anything can happen? I think you have to go into the situation thinking anything can happen. I agree. I think like you can't really assign any sort of moral value to two people having sex. 
Sorry. I agree. And as long as like you want to do it, you have to sort of expect that it's like a date, right? It can go either way. You can either want to see them again or never want to see them again, depending on how your experience of the sex is. Now, if they are somebody that like you've been in constant communication with and you guys have made future plans, even if they're like, oh, my friend's getting married like in the Bahamas. Have you been? Oh, we should go like that kind of conversation. So that's love bombing, which I just learned about. Really? It's where you're like, we should do this and then we can do this and then we'll do this. And like, I blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of we and we and we and you kind of like fall into it. It's like a love bomb and then a ghost is like a very typical behavior. But that's on them. Anyway, I think that does it for our relationship advice. I had a fun time. I hope that this was helpful to those who asked questions. I hope that this did not. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to make excuses. I was going to say, I hope it doesn't sound like we know everything, but I don't think it does sound like we know everything. Oh, I don't think anybody don't. is okay. under any. <laughs> you know what? We're all works in progress, and we wish everyone the most beautiful Monday, February 14th. Whether or not you're celebrating it. No, Nick, we didn't do product of the week. Oh, right. And I have a good one. I couldn't believe my eyes. You know, I told you I was, I'm in the market for some new shoes. So I've been on the old Netta Porter shopping around and I was scrolling through new and at the bottom of the new section, they put all the beauty products down there and they had this Byredo incense set. And I was like, some person on the tech team or the editorial team at Netaporter put the wrong price because it's two, it's $125 and it comes with three different fragrances of packs of incense and a cute little incense holder with a little bee on it. And I'm like, there's no way. In what world is this only $125? And so I didn't pay for it. I did ask for it for free <laughs> either way. And I just got it yesterday. And these incense might be my favorite application of these fragrances. Very famous Byredo fragrances. Talk about a great present for someone. That's what I'm saying. That's why I wanted to get it in this week before Valentine's. It's called the Byredo Trois en Set. It comes with 60 mm-hmm. sticks in Bibliotech, Treehouse, and Burning Rose, which must be their biggest sellers. 60. This is amazing. And it's 125 and bucks. They smell incredible. I prefer these to the candles. And they're really thick incense. They're not like the little Santa Maria Novella ones. Like they're pretty substantial. Wow. I want to add hashtag add to cart. Everybody should really buy these. I like love this. I'm like literally adding it to my cart right now. You got to do it. I'm going to support our friend Ben. I'm not even going to ask for it for free. Oh, if, I, if you would have gotten into it first, I bet you would have. <laughs> Fair. So my <laughs> product of the week, and I think I've shouted out this company's other things, but Vacation Inc. They're famous for their sunscreen, which is sort of like a 90s vibe. It comes in like a drugstore pharmacy bag. It's like the branding is so fucking good. So they smart. released, I guess a couple months ago at this point, a trio of candles with three different scents. They are 8.5 ounces. They come in these like almost like bodega size, tall and skinny candles. And this one is called Lobby, (laughs) L-O-B-B-Y. The notes are fresh cut flowers, trifold travel pamphlets, air conditioned (laughs) ocean breeze. (laughs) And it smells like that. They're easy smelling. And what I love about a candle is when it's there's enough of it and the smell is pleasant enough that you can just burn it whenever and you don't need to feel like you're burning money or like it needs to be a specific vibe that it's setting. 
This is just, it is. It's a hotel lobby candle and it just smells like a delicious hotel lobby. How much is it? And they're like practically giving them away. Hold on. You know, what's funny is I just had dinner with Dakota last oh night. Oh my God, I have a call with him on Friday. They're really sweet. So smart and cool. Guys, I know. And they're so clever. And this is the crazy thing. A three candle set is $96, but you can buy one candle for 34 So the two that I think are the best, there's a pool boy scent, which I will <laughs> explain has fragrance notes of coconut sunscreen, recently de-leafed swimming pool, resort towel, a dash of hand-me-down cologne and desire. That's pool boy. And then the other one that I love again is lobby, which is the high ceilings, high spirits and high gloss of hotel lobby magazines chair-laden gateway between civilization and paradise. They're just funny and clever and they smell good and they're $34 and they come in really cool packaging. And I just like a candle that just is like a good neutral smell, you know? Yeah. Oh, don't I know? Well, we have a lot of fragrance options for you this week. So yeah. they also create really cool merch, some of which is <laughs> sold out, but they offer things like a tiki boat charter <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to inquire within. Anyway, that's vacation.inc. And we'll put these along with any sunglasses on the Instagram so that you can check them out. We promise. Now I'm going to say with meaning this time, have a wonderful February 14th, whether or not you celebrate Valentine's Day. Just have it be a beautiful day for you. And know that we love you. Yeah, we love you. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And we'll. See you then. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Presant, and our cover art is by Simon Abronowitz. You can follow us on Instagram at Eyewitness Beauty, and you can support us on Patreon by looking us up there and giving us some money. And we're hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com, nick at eyewitnessbeauty.com, annie at eyewitnessbeauty.com. We'll see you next week. Be there or be square. And we'll talk to you then. Bye.